Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. Jad's tracking down Tim for us. Glad to be here. By the way, it's Thursday Night Football. Primetime NFL games from Westwood One available live for free. Right here on KFH and on the Odyssey app, you can tune in tonight for Thursday Night Football, Jacksonville, New Orleans on KFH, or simply download the Odyssey app and search for KFH at kickoff. Pre-game coverage there begins at 6.30. Looking forward to that one. I think it'll be a pretty good Thursday Night Football game. Uh, a couple of notes here for the Chiefs, Tommy, while we get fixed connected. Nicole Hardman is coming back. And probably, it sounds like Frank Clark, there's a high likelihood. He, I believe, is getting a physical in Kansas City Friday, tomorrow. Uh, but for sure, we know that McCole Hardman is back. And, you know, look, I don't think McCole Hardman's going to come in and all of a sudden do more than he did before, you know, he was he, he left for the Jets in the first place. But what I think he can do is provide a little depth for Justin Watson being out and give the Chiefs maybe a punt returner that they can count on a little bit here. So I, th- I think a couple of things that he can help. I mean, it's, it cost them nothing. They basically swapped a, a sixth-round pick for a seventh-round pick. Uh, but, you know, experience in the room is probably a good thing. Yeah, I remember Dave Tobe saying, as far as punt returning was concerned, that uh, the closest player that he can compare to McCole Hardman was Devin Hester. And we don't know how great Devin Hester was as a returner. So Dave Tobe, the special teams coach for the Chiefs, has always thought highly of Hardman. Uh, as a punt returner so that you know definitely I think will be a piece of his role in Kansas City and you know the depth part I get it Uh, the trust factor with Mahomes I get it it's all right there I think that more than anything the trade for McCole Hardman and then you know potentially a signing of Frank Clark that tells you all you need to know about what the Chiefs are wanting to do or planning to do with the trade deadline which is absolutely nothing like, I think that it's after this, I think they're probably done. They're not going to go out and try to make another high-profile trade for a wide receiver. They they have made their their bed with McCole Hardman and the current wide receivers they have. So I don't anticipate seeing really any more moves before the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I don't either because I don't think they have a lot of financial flexibility and capability to do that either. But it is good to see you know them not satisfied you know maybe that sends a message to the other guys I I don't I don't want to overthink it and say well this is a move that you know they made because they don't have any confidence in the young receivers that they have I don't think that's the case I think it was an opportunity to get a guy who's familiar with the system 
help them on special teams, and provide depth. And the depth probably matters more than it ever has because we know that they are, you know, dependent on all of these guys in small amounts. Isn't it a little bit strange, too, that uh, Hardman is kind of like if we had to compare him and think about roles, it's sort of what Kadarius Tony is doing. Right. And like Tony has been just a non-factor at all. And which is just remarkable considering the expectation for him coming in. Like he has been nothing. Yeah. And I know that historically in the time that McCole Hardman played for Kansas City, they drew up, you know, some design plays for him, some special packages, things like that. Jet sweeps. I know he was, you know, did that quite a bit. Um, you know, I would imagine I saw somebody um, post on social media after the trade was completed that uh, that now we know basically exactly what Andy Reid is going to want to do on every fourth and short opportunity that's there, and that's run a jet sweep with McCole Hardman. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen every single time, but man, he loves giving him the ball on jet sweeps. At least he has historically, and and so it wouldn't surprise me if we start to see a lot more of those. Uh, play calls and, and the play design come into play with McCool Hardman back on the roster. Yeah, it. Um, it I, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't know if he's going to be a big part of the offense. Maybe he will be. I just like what I don't. What I don't want to do is get like everybody get overexcited. Like if it, even if McCool Hardman is what he was before he left, it does. It's not a massive role, right? Like he's not going to be more than he was before he left. They waited for him to become more than that for three or four years, it never happened. So I don't think it's going to happen now, and the Jets could find no use for him. So let's just— But you know uh, what? I mean, I think that there's a little bit of revisionist history going on here a little bit because last season, before he got injured, he was pretty productive for the Chiefs. Like, and you know, I know that that injury kept him out a good portion of the games, and, you know, throughout the playoffs, he was back for the Super Bowl in a limited role last year. But before he went down with that injury— you know, they were building his role up uh, in that Chiefs offense. And, you know, so I don't know if I don't know what the issue was with the Jets. I don't know if his skill set didn't fit or exactly what was going on there. But I think that he'll be able to come in and, you know, he's not going to light the world on fire, but he can absolutely serve, I think, a fairly valuable role for this team you know, moving forward. In 2021, his best year with the Chiefs, he had just under 700 yards. Uh, 60 catches and a couple of touchdowns. So we'll see. But that move has been made. All right. Now, as we've figured out our phone issue, uh, we switch gears. Let's talk a little K-State football. Here's our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald. He's got all the insight on what you want to know and maybe some of what you don't want to know. Here's K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald. All right, and we welcome in Fitz here, gopowercat.com, at Life of Fitz on social media, joining us a little earlier than normal. Fitz, let's jump right into it. If Tim Fitzgerald gets to make the decision at quarterback, what is the decision that you would make? Oh, I get to make the decision. I'm the starting quarterback. Um, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Probably, I'd probably be the conservative old man and go with Will Howard and do basically the same thing I did at Texas Tech, which, and I think that's what Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein are going to do. They're going to continue to explore this two quarterback situation while they're at home. Um, and you know what? I you need kind of more proof of life, maybe with Avery to to make sure he can replicate this when defenses start changing how they approach him, and 
um, and, you know, try to bring them on gently to throwing them in the pool. I, I think Will Howard probably starts these next two games for sure at home. Tim, I at its surface, I don't have much of an issue with them exploring the possibility of going potentially back and forth between Will and Avery and all of that. But I do also wonder, you know, if you get into it, I mean, there are so many different factors that come into ultimately the most important position on the field at the quarterback position where, you know, you've, there's a confidence factor with the other players, not only just the playbook, but just the way that that person leads the offense, knowing all of that. I mean, is there any kind of risk with the team bouncing back and forth between two quarterbacks when, you know, I think maybe conventional wisdom would say commit to one and move forward. Um, yeah, of course there's a risk. Um, you know, I always come back to the old adage, you got to get your best athletes on the field. Uh, so trying to find a way to include Avery is makes sense from that, that respect. Both, both quarterbacks are respected by their teammates. There's no division about this. That's, that's quite what, often what happens is you get sides. Well, I want this guy and this guy. It's not happening at all at Kansas State. In fact, they, they're supportive of both. But, you know, the, the odd thing here, the you know, notable thing, is that last year, Adrian Martinez goes out with injury. They put in Will Howard, who seems to bring a better tempo and rhythm. The offense seems to move better. One year later, all of a sudden, Will Howard's offense is the one that doesn't seem to have the tempo and rhythm, and they bring in Avery Johnson, and it takes off. So it's it's very interesting to me how this the roles are reversed for Will Howard. But I still think he's got some great football uh, ahead of him, and I won't be surprised if he comes out Saturday and has you know a big Will Howard game. We'll see how it all plays out. But I think no matter what, they need to figure out how to use Avery. Um, whether it's under, as quarterback or out on the field with Will Howard so they can you know, build some things off of the two-quarterback system, much like KU has done at times. Well, look, I mean, I think they deserve credit. In the Oklahoma State game, when Oklahoma State was giving up the run to the quarterback, they let Will Howard do that. They probably shouldn't have. Texas Tech defended them the same way. They adjusted. They let Every Johnson tear them apart in that role. I think that it is an opportunity here where you can simply see what the defense is doing. If they're playing up in the box to stop Avery Johnson, you can have Will Howard push the ball down the field. If they do the opposite and they keep, you know, allowing quarterbacks to run, you just slide Avery Johnson in there. So I I think it's an advantage for now because the opposing defense is going to have such a hard time game planning for them. But at some point on the on the flip side of that too, Tim, we do need to see Avery push it downfield a little bit. Let, yeah. Let's see if he's got that in the bag of tricks. Yeah, you're exactly right, and that's what they need to find out this week with TCU and next uh, Saturday morning with Houston. Can Avery expand his you know playmaking ability into the deep passing game? Because he, he did that a little bit in the SEMO game, but it was kind of mop up duty. Let's see it against a TCU defense that's known to be you know pretty good. Um, I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see how they balance this, use the two guys, <clears throat> what what keeps someone on the field, what keeps someone off the field, and and uh, I think this is going to be an exciting process. But there's no denying Avery Johnson is electric, um, and he just needs some more playing time. And I wish they honestly had started from the Missouri game on, trying to find him playing time. He should have played against UCF. He didn't. 
He should have played against Oklahoma State. He didn't. Um, they put him out there against Texas Tech, and he, he just lights it up. So uh, we'll see what it looks like on Saturday. We talked about it last week, Fitz, about the importance of, uh, you know, in back-to-back road games and after you go to Stillwater and you lose, how important it is to follow that up with a, a great showing in Lubbock, and that's exactly what the Wildcats did. They still control their own destiny. Uh, I mean, I think that from a, a culture standpoint and all of that, we know, and Chris Kleiman mentioned it after they lost to Missouri about not letting Mizzou beat them twice, probably the same adage after the Oklahoma State game. So now that the momentum has swung back on the side of the Wildcats, do you feel like there's, you know, that, that's move, they're moving more in a positive direction after that disappointing loss in Stillwater? Well, I got to tell you, every week in this conference is self-contained. Um, you, you really don't know what you're going to get when you connect two different teams together. If you're going to get, um, you know, an exciting performance from the team that has been awful or vice versa. It, you know, we've seen Oklahoma State resurrect itself, TCU, and Kansas State looked awful two weeks ago, and boom, they had great games. Um, so, yeah, you have to go out each game and, and be absolutely ready for whatever comes along. Because you don't know how how the opponent's going to react to you uh, and match up with you exactly in game time, real time. Um, so, yeah, just go out there and, and do your thing and, and hope it's enough to get on to the next week where you got to do it again. It's conference is brutal. Uh, let's, let's be real about the prospects in this season. I think Avery Johnson gives a, a renewed excitement certainly after last week. They do control their own destiny to get into the Big 12 championship game. Is this defense, though, good enough for them to be able to do that? It's a valid point. It really is because uh, the the injuries are beginning to really chip away at this defense, and you know, trying to get more guys out there healthy would be great, but you know, you're already down to a true freshman middle linebacker in Austin Romaine, and now he's playing with a broken hand or broken wrist that was suffered in his you know first start at Oklahoma State so uh, they're pretty beat up in the middle of that defense and then you know you get out to corner and they're trying to get their guys back so uh, it's it's kind of a mess right now on that defense side of the ball but uh, they're going to have to get better pressure with just their front guys it was an epic failure at Oklahoma State they tried to drop back in coverage and get some pass rush they got almost not uh, and they're going to have to find a way to generate more of a pressure on what we expect to be a freshman quarterback for TCU. Yeah, the, this TCU team is really interesting. You know, they've uh, kind of went through their growing pains early on in the season. Everybody knows the way they kicked off the season with the loss to Colorado, but they've kind of found their way a little bit as of late. Uh, a fairly decisive win against BYU last weekend. You mentioned the the young quarterback that TCU has. What are what do they do well, and what are some areas that the Wildcats can uh, look to exploit this weekend? Well, uh, TCU's kind of been a little bit hit and miss. One of the things they haven't given up a lot of um, in recent history is quarterback runs, so that's intriguing. I think Iowa State had some success with it maybe, but um, you're going to have to explore what actually works. I think getting the ball downfield is probably the better idea, um, you know, in terms of just raw schematics, not athletic play, playmaking ability. Uh, so this really is a great test for Avery. I mean, this defense is is the most adept, I think, maybe on the K-State schedule, at least in the near future, of 
of stopping him. Uh, they're kind of designed to do that. So if he can operate against TCU, which is traditionally a very good and physical defense, then I, I think we're going to see some exciting things for him going forward because you can't keep him off the field at that point. Fitz, let's uh, let's look around the league a little bit. It's sort of flipped upside down as to what we thought it would be. Are are, are we? Do you still? I mean, is it the same? You know, characters here that you thought it would be in the beginning. Has anybody else you think moved into that spot? Is Iowa State for real at all? Uh, Oklahoma State is heating up to some degree. West Virginia, like the the three teams we probably thought would be at the bottom of the old Big Twelve: Iowa State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. All of a sudden, are all you know in the scenario where they sort of control their own destiny. It's been crazy how how they got here. Is kind of amazing to me that they. We've got so many teams that we expected or were down, like Iowa State, PCU, and Oklahoma State, and all of a sudden they're all playing better football. Um, it's absolutely this conference is insane. I, I I don't know how many coaches are reinventing their teams as the process goes, but we're seeing it. Um, you know, we thought this would be a an easy win for K State, and then they you know go out and do. Well, we've seen over the last two weeks with K-State and TCU, and you get a little more confused about the matchup. Look, we, we all expect them to beat Houston in a week, but what if they actually play Texas competitively, even though the line is like 23-and-a-half points? So, uh, you know, that's the beauty of college football. You, you can just start playing better. Um, and we're going to find out a little bit about Oklahoma State when they go to West Virginia this weekend. So um, it's it's an entertaining brand of football. There's no doubt about it. All right, we come up. It's another night game Saturday, Fitz. What do you guys have coming up for us at GoPowerCat.com? Well, we just released our pregame podcast, and we tried doing it in three segments this week on YouTube. If you listen on the audio version, you'll just hear the one-hour-long show, but we chopped this up into like three 20-minute-ish segments on YouTube. So you can go check that out. My daily delivery's up. We've got our game preview stuff rolling out all day long. Um, at Go Power Cat, including our uh, edge that is the you know nuts and bolts preview of how the two teams match up. That should be up on the site now. There's a lot of stuff going. We had, I think, 10 stories on Monday and uh, 10 stories on Wednesday at the site. So you got to keep following along because we're moving a lot of information across. All right. Tim Fitzgerald, publisher, gopowercat.com. You can follow him on social media at Life of Fitz. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend and buckle up. It may be Avery Johnson season. We'll see how it plays out, Fitz. Uh, be good. We'll talk to you again yep. next week. Thank you, boys. There goes Tim Fitzgerald. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will bring in our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, for her weekly visit. What do we think about some of the lines this weekend? College, NFL, uh, maybe some uh, playoff baseball to look into tonight. We'll get into all of it with Chelsea next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.